Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller. You're watching a pro wrestling podcast, or should I say pro wrestling show. Thank you very much for joining me live on YouTube. And thank you very much for joining me on the podcast app. If you're joining me on the podcast app, that is. Wasn't raw, just that I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start. Like I say, please check out my ups and downs for what culture. If you want more of a visceral reaction. But Raw this week, Raw, WWE's been 2020 for WWE mostly has been really good. And there were some excellent parts of Raw that we're going to talk about here. But there were some confusing, baffling, strange, odd, nonsensical things that went down that left me sat there scratching my bald head thinking to myself, what the hell is going on? What the hell is going on? It was a roller coaster. It was a roller coaster of emotions. And unfortunately, when we ended, I felt like a bit of a shattered man. But hey, look. Randy Orton right now is not only the man in WWE, he feels like the biggest superstar. I think he's, the, just everything about his character is perfect, right? A lot of people have had some negative things to say about Randy Orton over the last few years. And right now I'm going to naysay all of them. I'm going to push them to one side. He, he's the best. Right now he is the best. His delivery, the way that he gets his character, the way that he holds himself, everything about it. Everything about what Randy Orton did was pure fire, and I absolutely loved it. And I couldn't have loved it any more than I did. And the best thing about it was, you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. You knew straight away. You knew as soon as they announced Beth Phoenix was going to be on Raw this week, it telling us, that giving us an update on Edge, her husband, you knew that Randy Orton was going to do something and you assumed the RKO, but that just left you on tenterhooks. That just left you, you wanted to see it. You were desperate to see it. Deep down, even though you know it was bad, you're like, man, it's going to happen. And when it did, it's hilarious. The best thing about it, the crowd erupted like, way, And then they were like, oh. That was, that was quite bad. And even the production of it, it was just a, it was a, it was a killer segment. It was a top segment. Uh, I'll throw Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar in there as well. But in terms of WrestleMania builds, actually John Cena and The Fiend as well. There were issues there, but I still enjoyed it. But yeah, in terms of WrestleMania builds, this is how you build a WrestleMania main event. And the coolest thing about it, and this is the juxtaposition, big words we're going to get into today, is the explanation of Randy Orton after weeks of making us wait, a month of making us wait, made so much sense. It made so much sense. I mean, actually, actually, it was crazy on one end, but the whole point is that Randy Orton was crazy. And that's when you start talking about storytelling, not just in wrestling, but in all walks of life. As long as storytelling makes sense to the character that you know, that's all that matters. All it's got to do is cut, uh, tick your sensical box and everything is fine. So it was. If you, if you don't plan to watch anything on WWE this week, which is fine, you do you. Go on YouTube, go on the old social media, whatever you got to do, watch the clip of this. And again, I thought all the, the, the way the commentator sold it afterwards was good. Too many times, like crazy stuff happens in WWE. And, you know, the commentators come back and they're talking about some like progressive insurance. And you're like, oh, okay, so that didn't affect you at all. We didn't do that. Crowd was loud for it. Randy Orton did his job. Beth Phoenix did her job. And it just, look, it makes you want to see Randy Orton get his ass kicked. It makes you want to see Edge come back and, and save the day. It did every single little thing it made to do. And hey, if you want to put this as the main event of WrestleMania, I ain't going to moan. 
I mean it. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Uh, before we do go on, shout out to everybody that joined the Patreon this week. Thank you so much. Patreon.com forward slash Simon Miller 316. That is how I'm able to do all of this stuff. You can come on the podcast at a certain tier, but even if you want to give me a dollar, it helps. Finances can be hard. Give me a, if you don't want to do that, give me a subscribe. Say, Miller, I ain't giving you no cash. That's cool. Just hit the subscribe button. That's all I ask. Hit the like button as well. Found out that YouTube is way into the like button right now. If we don't get enough likes compared to views or whatever, this video don't go nowhere. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Simon316. Do have my Instagram if you're only going to choose one. That's my focus at the moment. And just a little announcement that remember, we're only doing one stream a week on YouTube at the moment. It absolutely is ruining my numbers. So we will have to move over to Twitch full time sooner than I thought. But look, twitch.tv forward slash Simon Miller 316. Thursday stream, 1 p.m. GMT will be there. And once we built up an audience over there, we're going to have to move streaming. Well, maybe we'll do one here. But the point being is that it, you do streaming on YouTube, it ruins your on-demand views. Whatever. Let's not talk about it. You don't care. I care. Ruin my day. Uh, and also shout out to pinsandknuckles.com and pinsandknucklesmerch.com for supporting Simon Miller's pro wrestling show. You can go to pinsandknucklesmerch.com right now and get an exclusive Simon Miller t-shirt. Think of that. If you want to walk around with Simon Miller merchandise, don't know what world we're living in, but that's what you can do. And look, if you've got anything to say, you want to join in with the chat, you want to call me a bald asshole, you can do it in the super chat. I appreciate all the support there. What my man Brandon Cavalio has done, hand on the heart for you, who says, when WWE can afford a Savini belt for the Fiend, but give Rowan a $10 spider. All right, look, let's talk about it. This is the game. This is what I was talking about earlier. This is the juxtaposition, me using my big words. The Randy Orton explanation payoff was fantastic. The attack on Beth Phoenix was fantastic. The way he instantly regretted it was fantastic. It was pro wrestling at its best. It was WrestleMania-worthy stuff. And then moments beforehand, we had another payoff. Four months in the making. November the 11th, it started. I know we're like nine days away, we're eight days away. I don't care. I'm calling it four months. December, January, February, March. Four horsemen, NWO. And there's every chance that, yes, this isn't the actual reveal. And maybe next week... Rowan will show us something else. However, <laughs> however, I have so many questions and please do in the comments, let me know. Please let me know in the comments. <laughs> it was a mechanical spider, right? It was a fake spider. It was a, an automatronic or a toy. I don't know, call it whatever you want. A fluffy, a fluffy thing. Am I meant to think that Eric Rowan thinks it's a real spider? Or am I meant to think that Eric Rowan's been carrying around a fake spider? I have an answer for this. Also, what kind of tarantula spits red mist in people's faces? Also, why would a wrestler look in a cage and see a tarantula and be as scared as some people have been? I really want answers for all these questions, genuinely. And I know it's more for me. Boy Who Cried Wolf. WWE's done this before. Gobbledygooker. Vince McMahon as the higher power. Rikishi as the driver of the limousine. Uh, King of the Ring 1999. Never found out what happened with the briefcase. Hornswoggle. Genominous GM. And uh, Vince McMahon's illegitimate son. So more for me. And what really could they have done after four months of build? It was always going to be tough. But a spider, a fake spider, I don't understand it. I don't understand. I don't get it. And why did No Way Jose get involved? Why did No Way Jose just ask? And Eric went, yeah, that's cool, man. I'll tell you about my spider. I really want answers to all of this. I was invested. I, I've been on board for a long ass time. And I can't get my head around it. And it's not like WWE can't pay off this stuff. That was, a, I, I just said it. You know, people going, well, it was in the oven too long. What do you think is going to come out of there? But they did with Randy Orton. Randy Orton was on fire. Randy Orton was genius. If you're, if you're listening on the podcast, I've just stopped there and stared off into the distance. Because I, 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 <laughs> I can't even believe anybody in WWE thought this was good. 
genuinely. I could be wrong. I could be massively incorrect. But I... And look, if you like it, by the way, that's cool. That's fine. Everyone's got difference of opinions. And ultimately, it doesn't actually matter. I'm playing up to it a little bit. You can't expect to like every single storyline uh, on a three-hour show or any kind of episodic television program. It's just not realistic. And if you think that way, you, you, know, you are going to be disappointed. But I was so shocked. I was so shocked. A spider? A tarantula? It was nuts. In fact, Raw, Raw in general was nuts. Like the opening segment and the closing segment was pure fire. And the fans bought into that massively. And you knew the Randy Orton, Beth Phoenix stuff was good. Because even after some interesting, you know, shifts, they got massively into that. But then everything else on Raw just made me, left me scratching my head. Which is weird because Raw's been so good. Raw's been a fantastic in 2020. I won't have it any other way. Shout out to my man Daniel Brotherton as well in the super chat. Join in if you want. Um, because of you, I started wrestling training last Saturday. Can you recommend any wrestling boots with a reasonable price, like £35? Keep being inspiring. Well, firstly, that's awesome, Dan. And I hope you smash wrestling and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, in terms of the £35 wrestling boots, yes, there's a pair of, I can never pronounce the brand. Is it ASICS? I think it's A-S-I-C-S. You know what I'm talking about. You can get really good cheap wrestling boots from ASICS. ASICS. So check them out. It's the ones that most people get and they are around about £35. I think they may even be a little bit, uh, a little bit cheaper. So yeah, do that. Go and smash wrestling and make sure you enjoy it. Most important thing. Shout out to V Branson and Super Chat who says, I was thinking an animal from the Firefly Funhouse. Well, you got an animal. It was just a spider. The thing is, wrestling has done this kind of stuff before. You can find many angles where, you know, a, uh, a, an animal has been re revealed. Like, it's meant to be a real animal, but they will use toys or whatever because you can't, you know, working with live animals is really hard. But it never worked. So I don't understand why would we go back to that now? Why would somebody go, ah, eh, we'll go back to that old angle? And I don't know, if you like it, let me know. Please, please let me know. I, I, I'm just a bald idiot on the internet. You shouldn't listen to me. It was just... Um, it's just my reaction to it, as we've said. Uh, like in the comment says, literally anything else would have been better than a fake spider BS. It took them three months to come up with a spider. I figured it'd be Mercy the Buzzard or Hornswoggles. That's another person that thought it'd be a Firefly Funhouse thing. Well, now in hindsight, I wouldn't have liked that if you had told me beforehand. But now in hindsight, I think it's great. And Hornswoggle would have been better. There's no two ways about it. So I got to push a button on that computer over there, which is why I keep looking. Hornswoggle would have been better. There's no two ways about it. But Rag Havin' End wants to talk about the Randy Orton stuff. Randy Orton is easily the best heel in WWE. Went back to his classic form. This feud with Edge is throwback to the ruthless aggression era Orton. Uh, it, it was great. And look, it, it's made me buy into uh, this, this, uh, this match so much. I can't wait to see it. I genuinely can't wait to see it. I think it's going to be awesome. And I think we can probably come up with a few things to keep everybody on their toes too. I don't think we have to keep this as obvious as possible. You know, Edge comes back to Raw next week, but he doesn't have to just come in and beat up Randy Orton. Maybe we can have some fun with it, and maybe we should. Uh, and this kind of should be the benchmark for everything we're doing on uh, we're doing on, on, on television at the moment, too. Because, again, the, the Drew McIntyre, Brock Lesnar stuff, prop excellent. No problems with that whatsoever. You want to get Drew McIntyre over. You want to get the fans to believe that he can be a threat to Brock Lesnar. This is what you do. This is 100% what you do, you know? Brock Lesnar's out there with Paul Heyman. They're running him down. He comes out. He doesn't say anything. Claymore kicks Brock Lesnar after Brock tries to attack him. Brock stumbles up the ramp, gives him another one, gives him a third one, picks up the title like, ha <laughs> ha. Also heard Brock say, pick up the title. It's funny. And now you know they're behind Drew McIntyre. You know he has a chance of winning. Brock Lesnar sold for him wonderfully. And we didn't even do anything that much. Like, it was like a 10-minute segment. And eight minutes of that was Paul Heyman talking and shouting about Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. I have no issues with that, man. Sometimes keeping things simple is good. It's Again, it's like the Randy Orton thing. You may expect it, but that's okay. Having your expectations realized is fine. Ties into the Eric Rowan thing again. When you don't do it, 
Not so good. Matt Moore in the Super Chat says, It irked me how Andrade was thrown into SSD. Mania won a five-way for the US title. Gaza, Carrillo, Andrade, Ray, and True. True to win. Network episode on him was great. I don't think you're going to get that. I think, um, I don't know what we're going to do with Ray Mysterio, but I imagine there'll be some kind of one-on-one US title, uh, US title match. I haven't seen the R-Truth documentary yet, but I will watch it at some point. Uh, yeah, it was kind of confusing with Andrade because he comes back on Super Smack, that Super Showdown. Then he's just on Raw again. But look, that tag match was great. I would say there were three awesome things on Raw. And that was the opening segment, the closing segment, and Rey Mysterio teaming up with Humberto Carrillo to take on Andrade and Angel Garza. And that tag team was Alina Vega managing them. It's really good. There's something in that. Actually, I like the Street Profits winning the tag team titles from Murphy and Rollins too. It wasn't the best thing I'd ever seen, but it was fine. I wasn't irked by it or anything like that. But that was good. I, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, as I did the, uh, the, the the tag team match at the end. It was just fun. And sometimes that's okay for wrestling to be fun. But, you know, going on to the more strange stuff, like Ricochet. What did Ricochet do? Who, did Ricochet say the wrong person to the wrong thing? Did he walk in somebody naked and they were offended by it? Did he steal somebody's briefcase by accident? I don't understand. If you don't know what happened, obviously he took on Brock Lesnar last week, got murdered by him on Super Showdown. Pretty much murdered in terms of what murdering means in wrestling. He's still alive, obviously, which is good. But here he was fighting Riddick Moss for the 24-7 championship. Now, we have been told time and time again that nobody cares about the 24-7 championship, right? That's a fact. And yet, and yet here, Ricochet lost to Riddick Moss clean. And he didn't even get... He got a bit of offense in, but mostly he was, he was getting beaten up too. And that was that. Somebody answered... I mean, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Ricochet had a tremendous upside. Now, in terms of, um, is it Nigel his name? I get confused. I always forget what his real name is. I think it's Nigel or something like that. He seemed super happy in WWE because that was always his dream. And I think sometimes we forget that. We forget the humanistic point of view. I mean, imagine you're a wrestler right now and you're in WWE. Like you said, Simon, do you want to be a jobber in WWE? Yeah. Pretty badass, right? Pretty cool thing to say you're able to do. I mean, he's on international television in front of millions of people every week when he would have been wrestling in front of 100 people, even less when he first started his career. So in terms of his you know, trajectory, it's been incredible. But when you look at it from a fan point of view, I'm still like, why we do this? <laughs> you know, what? <laughs> I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't know. Are we going to push Riddick Moss? Probably not. The 24 7 championship comes and goes. I mean, where's Mojo Rawley? Mojo Rawley comes and goes so much, you could put his face on a milk carton at this stage. And it's like, it's absolutely baffling. So that was confusing. And then we carried that on with Alistair Black, right? Alistair Black to me was having this incredible push in 2020, never lost on Raw. He's made to look like a fool straight away because AJ Styles says, oh, you didn't read the contract. You've got to fight my buddies before you fight me, which kind of sucks. I was excited about that match. But all right, again, it's storytelling and it's twists and turns and you need all that. And he beats Carl Anderson quite handedly, but then gets beaten up so bad by Luke Gallows and won't break five counts that the referee just stops the match. AJ Styles comes in and wins. Just made it, Not only did it make Alistair Black like a chump, but it just made you say, look, yeah, we're really focused on AJ Styles versus Undertaker at WrestleMania. Alistair Black kind of got in the way, so he just you know, pushed him to the side. And I know at the pay-per-view, the Elimination Chamber view on Sunday, we've got Alistair Black versus Seth Rollins in an ODQ match, um, AJ Styles in an ODQ match. AJ Styles ain't losing that three weeks, four weeks before WrestleMania. Of course he's going to win. So we're going to beat Alistair Black again, probably after interference with the OC. Then I bet it's the OC versus Alistair Black at WrestleMania in the pre-show. I just... Pff. That doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm well pumped for AJ Styles versus Undertaker. I think it'll be a great match. I think it'll be awesome. I just think we could have found a way not to have treated Alex the Black like a schlub. That's it. Alistair Black is great. At one point, Alistair Black was going to be the Drew McIntyre. He was going to be into that spot. So 
Very strange. Very, very, very confusing all round. My, mind, my man 619YZ in the super chat says, okay, here's one idea, Simon. Ah, oh, right, Eric Rowan idea. The spider is a ruse, pure spoken mirrors, and instead it's some kind of land hybrid octopus spitting out red mist. Dude, I'd be all right with it. I'd be all right with it if it was a crocodile. Just any, but the spider is so, it's, it's, it's so not obvious because I would never have said it would have been a spider. It just feels so lame and lazy. If it was a land hybrid octopus, at least you'd be like, well, that's really weird. I mean, what is a land hybrid octopus? I don't know. So man, why is he? I would have preferred that. I think that's a better idea. I really, really do. Just something, if you don't know what to do, go nuts, right? That's a great plan for life. If you need a creative idea, but you don't, just do something crazy. Do something that's going to get people talking. And admittedly, the spider got people talking, but I don't think for the right reasons. Uh, Messi in the super chat says, love watching you, Simon. Well, that's very kind. Thank you. Someday I'd love to be able to just sit and chat with you about wrestling stuff. Also, did you hear Brock yell, get the belt? Well, we're chatting about wrestling stuff now, Messi. And hopefully one day we'll be able to do it in person too. You never know what the future holds. I did hear Brock yell that too. And I thought that was great. I mean, it kind of sucks when that stuff gets picked up on the microphone. Well, it's fun, but it breaks the illusion a little bit but it goes to show how invested Brock Lesnar is in all of this and I like that it put a smile on my face again I truly believe this people get mad I think Brock Lesnar is one of the I think when he when, he, when, he, when he's motivated I think he's one of the best ever and when I say best ever I'm talking like top 10 top 15 I'm saying like top three of all time but I think he's an incredible athlete he completely gets it his selling is wonderful it's just that he comes with a certain amount of controversy because he got an awesome deal, which is not even his fault. It's like all these people getting mad at Goldberg. Boo, Goldberg, boo. Goldberg didn't ring up Vince McMahon and said, yeah, Vince, I want to be the champion. And Vince went, oh, I got that Goldberg clause. We have to do what he said. Vince McMahon decided he wanted Goldberg to be champion. And you know whether you like it or not, the SmackDown rating was up this week. A large portion of that was John Cena and the fact it was a fallout from the pay-per-view. But I bet some of that bump was because of Goldberg being the universal champion. Not saying it's good for the long-term nature of the business. Not saying it's good for the people that bust their ass 365 days seven days a year uh so, you know what i mean um but it's not goldberg's fault goldberg just doing a job and you find me one person that would turn that down not even in kayfabe could john cena turn it down he said i'm not going to accept a wrestlemania match it's for the kids and somebody offered him a wrestlemania match he went we're on so, so like you know even in the world of the story you can't get away from it john the Jin super chat says vince logic well toys worked for bray well well but the problem with that I don't know whether it's meant to be a toy. I genuinely have this. This is a genuine question. Is it meant to be a toy or am I meant to think it's a real tarantula? I, I, don't, really, I don't really care. I really don't. I've, I've forgotten about this in two minutes. But in terms of when I'm sat there watching as a fan and I do want to buy into everything I'm seeing, these are the little bits that I need to know. Am I meant, what am I meant to think of this? And why is no way Jose asking? It's <laughs> crazy just crazy i didn't mind Kyrie sane versus Shayna baszler either i know a lot of people weren't too fond of it um but it, i thought it was fine it's a shame that oscar got injured. actually i think it's a shame but also maybe a blessing in disguise that oscar got injured i think once you're done with becky lynch versus Shayna baszler Shayna baszler versus oscar is a huge match so i'm kind of glad we didn't give that away on raw but i thought it was okay i mean maybe it went a little bit too long and i thought becky lynch coming out halfway through and doing commentary was very distracting and odd if i'm honest kind of confused with the man character at the moment but she's still over like over over so who gives a shit but um yeah i thought it was a fine match and it was coming off all that so i think that's the first thing that happened after eric rowan i think so i was just happy for for any kind of distraction <laughs> if i if i'm completely honest 
Um, I still can't get my head around it. I will do a video about this for what culture. I will just to get it off my chest. AJ Park in Super Chat says, Drew looks psychotic and badass against the raw backdrop LED screen on the ramp. Also, we want the smoke. I think tag team wrestling is coming back with Street Profits, AOP and Viking Raiders, a.k.a. 305 Live. Well, look, it can always come back in WWE. WWE have great tag teams. That's not the issue. The issue is making sure that we have uh, the storytelling and the booking to make it happen. That's the thing. So hopefully, yeah, they will go into a feud with AOP. I'd be all right with that. Hopefully the Viking Raiders get back involved. Um, I'd put Angel Garza and Humberto Korea together as a team and maybe put the United States Championship on somebody else. Uh, not Humberto Korea, sorry, Angel Garza and Andrade. You know, I, I would do that. I think that would be awesome too. And I think if anything, what we've learned from AEW Revolution is that tag team wrestling can be badass and we should absolutely try and do our best to, uh, you know, to, um, uh, what would you say? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Just make it good. Uh, I love you, Simon. I want to say thank you for this thumbnail and video title before I finish watching Raw. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, my man, look, I always say this to people. Uh, I can't, I can't, uh, how do I phrase this? People always get mad at me. It, we live in a very reactionary world and you can't, I can't, I, I can't wait to make sure everybody's watched Raw. I just can't. I know that sucks. I'm not saying it's great, but the, the, real, the realistic situation is if you don't want things spoiled, don't go on the internet. People say, well, that's not realistic. Well, okay. You just have to kind of pick and choose. I get that it sucks. I really, really do. But if everybody else is doing it and I want to grow and I want to uh, evolve and stuff, that's, you know, that's just, just the nature of it. And people can tell you otherwise, but it's not true. I'm not doing it to piss you off. And also, how am I? Met, when, when is it okay to put a title and a picture up? Two days, three days, four days? I tell you, it, it only seems to happen with wrestling. Uh, like Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury, everybody was talking about the winner, but no one said I haven't watched the fight yet. I get it. It sucks, but that's unfortunately the world we live in. And, you know, when I get up to watch Raw, I just don't go on the internet for a while so I can experience it fresh. I know I'm lucky because it's my job, and that's not always going to work because everybody has a, a different calendar. But unfortunately, you have to go with the uh, you have to go with the status quo. That's how I see it anyway. People get mad now, but hey, we've all got our own opinions. My man Dan Lemley in the super chat says the Orton and Roman angles show how bad and good WWE can be in one night, and Ricochet losing clean makes no sense. Yeah, it was weird. Great start, great end, great tag match. I didn't mind the women's match, but everything else again. I don't understand the Alistair Black stuff. I don't understand the Ricochet stuff. What else happened? Where's my damn phone? Let me get my damn phone. Uh, get my notes up from. Raw. I think I wiped them, didn't I? Or did I? I don't even know. That's just all gibberish now. I think that's pretty much everything that happened, though. If you want to talk about anything else, just let them know in the uh, in the uh, in, in the chat, and, and we can talk about we can talk about that instead. I mean, it was a very succinct Raw. Like everything had its own place, and it was very structured. I remember when it was the Randy Orton segment. I assumed, oh, this must be the last uh, the last angle. It's like nothing's really gone. Nothing had gone too long, and everything had its place. We had the Riot Squad stuff instead. The Riot Squad stuff, I thought, was just. I mean, what chance did they have, man? Like, it was... I, just, I don't even know what the story is. I don't understand why Ruby Wright hates Liv Morgan. I don't understand why Liv Morgan and Lana have no beef anymore. Sarah Logan was a special guest referee. I think the issue with that was it was done there to remind you there's an Elimination Chamber pay-per-view this Sunday, even though WWE has essentially given up on that pay-per-view before it's already begun. There's barely any mention of it this show. I know we had a couple of match maids. We got Murphy and Rollins going again for the tag team titles against the Street Profits. We've got Alistair Black versus AJ Styles. I'm sure I think that's the no DQ match. I've got confused. And we've got the, I think we've got some Elimination Chamber matches. I mean, one, of course, is the women one, which Shayna Baszler will win. And we have the tag team one on SmackDown. But we had a third at one point, which I think is gone. And what else we're having, I don't know. I don't think there's any World Championship matches. I don't think Goldberg has a match. I don't think Brock Lesnar has a match. I don't think Roman Reigns has a match. 
you know, if it feels like more effort went into Super Showdown than there's Elimination Chamber, which kind of backs up this reason that we don't need two pay-per-views after the Raw Rumble before WrestleMania. We just need to get on that road. And I think Raw would serve itself far better if we were able to get into this WrestleMania countdown faster than we do. Uh, Messi in the Super Chat says, also, re-watching old white family vignettes. Bray called Rowan a big child when freed. I found that interesting comparing to Rowan's character now. Um... I don't even know what Eric Rowan's character is. I think that's the main thing. I don't get it as well because I like Eric Rowan. There's something about him. Like, I enjoyed his Alistair Black match. I enjoyed it when he was in the Bludgeon Brothers. He was fine when he was in the Wyatt family, but he was kind of like a bit of a, a background wonder. But I don't know what this does for his character. I don't know what he can do to, you know. I don't know why, I don't know what he benefits from having a spider in a cage. I guess you could say it helped him win matches, but then I would argue why were people so scared? Didn't he beat No Way Jose once as well? So why were they having a little rapport? Pff, I, 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 actually, I don't get it. I don't get it. It was the strangest. Some of the strangest thing I'd ever seen. But, you know, it, it's okay because sometimes when you finish a show and you end on such a high like we did with Randy Orton and uh, Beth Phoenix, you kind of... It, it, I'm not saying it doesn't matter because then when you start thinking through it, you go, oh, no, it definitely did matter. But it, it, was such, it was such a good finish. Like, it really, really was. I can buy into that as if it was real, you know? I know it's not because there's some, you know, sports entertainment pantomime things in there. But it, it, it's presented in a way. It's not fluff. Randy Orton's not playing up to a character. He's using, I imagine, things that were real in his own life. Talking about some of the ailments and personal problems he went through that Edge helped him with. And again, he just has this batshib reasoning for trying to... You know, he thinks beating Edge up with a concerto is helping Edge so he doesn't get injured again, even though, you know, in the story, he may have paralyzed Edge from his own actions, but he still thinks he's justified. And that's when a bad guy is at its best, when not only can he actually say things where you go, I kind of see where you're coming from, but then there's this edge to the whole thing, Edge, there, there's this edge to the whole thing, where you're like, yeah, but that part, that part is weird. So absolutely, uh, Absolute fire. It really was absolute fire from, from, from Randy Orton. And again, Beth Phoenix played her part too. So did the commentators. Fans kind of made me laugh because they just wanted our, wanted our KO so bad, which sums up wrestling in 2020. But it didn't take anything away from it at all. Uh, my man, Sean Gearhorn, says, uh, hand on the heart for you. Taker helps Black get the win on Sunday and we get a team of the two of them to go against the OC to build to Mania. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know if I necessarily want that again because I kind of feel like it makes Alistair Black feel like he's like the third person on a date. And some people are saying maybe you do the triple threat match. I just think that'll be awkward and confusing. I think you want to do AJ Styles versus The Undertaker. You want to keep it straight as an arrow. You want to keep it as uh, as one-on-one on possible. I don't think a triple threat match The Undertaker works at WrestleMania. I just don't. But um, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. You never know what the fallout from this is going to be. I will say, I think we have two WrestleMania matches that I'm super keen on. Actually, more than that, but in terms of Raw. You know, Randy Orton versus Edge, I'm invested in. Uh, Bray, Bray White, goodness sake, Simon. Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar, I'm invested in. I am invested in Bray White versus John Cena. I thought what they did was a little bit corny, but I still enjoyed it massively. And I don't hate Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. I think WWE kind of as they've proven with Edge at Randy Orton, you know, when Roman Reigns just comes out and says, I'm next, gets a title match. Bray Wyatt points at the sign, gets a title match. I think we can kind of veer away from that stuff now because, again, we have evidence that we can build these interesting stories that you can buy into that make sense and give it depth and give it character. But essentially, as long as what's on paper is good, I'm all right with it. Although it is crazy how much family first time matches we're having. Do you remember when WrestleMania used to be the payoff to these feuds? But now Roman versus Goldberg. Wyatt versus Cena kind of feels like that, but it was never in the intent. And same with Brock versus Drew. 
It's interesting how they're doing it, but that's okay. That's okay. I think WrestleMania on paper seems kind of good. Uh, so many people are worried that the coronavirus may take out WrestleMania this year. And look, it may do. It seems to be getting worse and worse by the day. Obviously, the Olympics came out today and said they may have to move it till later in the year. Uh, the European Championships, football slash soccer, depending on where you are. They've mentioned they don't want to move it, but maybe they have to. It's essentially, if you're going to be running a big time event in the next six months, yeah, maybe people will worry about it. But pff, you do. It's for the safety. At the, the, the end of the day, nothing is more important than people's health, right? You've got to keep people safe. As much as entertainment is important, in this crazy thing we called life it's it's not the be all and end or when uh yeah when health's involved and my man raghaven in the end in the super chat says john cena sec john cena segment on smackdown was the best part of the show everybody really misses him now more than ever happy he has a match at wrestlemania i totally agree totally agree i loved it all it's silly it's silly definitely you know bray white's character shouldn't be pointing at signs and john cena doing a 180 that quickly but I liked it, and that's all that matters. You can pick holes in anything, but if you do that, you will, yeah, you just drag it down to its common denominator. Whereas I, uh, um, you know, sorry, someone's being a dick in the chat and they threw me off. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I totally forgot what I was saying. We have to move on. Basically, I like John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. I think, I still think from a marquee point of view, John Cena versus Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns versus Goldberg is better as long as they both win right roman has to beat goldberg and bray has to beat cena that's the issue as long as we come out the other side and both those two can use that to to gain some momentum and then you probably do the roman versus bray program too anyway that we're going to do here so i guess you can say that you have uh you have elongated um elongated the uh uh, the process also that one person that keeps moaning about titles and spoilers i keep it nice and simple for you just unfollow me done easy that's how i do things you're perfectly within your rights to disagree with it i respect your opinion just unfollow me and don't watch done it's easy there said it all draw a line under it uh wrestlemania has how many people Sixty thousand to a hundred thousand. count the odds of getting corona there well you, it depends where we are in this situation right it depends how far it spreads but you do have to uh, you have to be smart with this stuff. I don't think that it will, and I hope that it doesn't. I've got a load of plans for WrestleMania weekend. That would absolutely suck. But again, people's health comes first. Same with matches. I always get feedback for that when I say it, but I'm happy for wrestling matches to be stopped if we're going to protect the well-being of wrestlers. That's the cool thing about wrestling is that it's quote-unquote not real. So if you need to kind of step out of that box, you absolutely can. Uh, Roman may lose and Goldberg versus Cena at Extreme Rules. I think Goldberg or Cena are staying after wrestlemania i think as soon as wrestlemania is done uh, goldberg will go back to do whatever he's doing i don't think he wants to be on the road that much why would he? he's 53 and john cena's got movies to shoot he's got load of movies in the works so yeah that will be that will be the end of him he's ba that's why he should be if he cut it that's the best use of a legend right that's what we're all um, getting upset about when it comes to goldberg is that he won john cena comes in and puts bray wyatt over that's fine is taking the star power and the majesty of John Cena, one of the biggest stars ever, and pasting it onto Bray Wyatt, which is fine. Shout out to my man, AJ Parker. WWE announced Survivor Series in Dallas this year. Interesting part is Taker started his career in Dallas for World Class Championship Wrestling. Could be his last match. Could his last match be where it all began? And 30 years from starting with WWE. Well, you just can't say with The Undertaker. Like, my thing with The Some people say I think some quite nasty stuff about The Undertaker. His skill set is not what it once was. But he should be able to do whatever the hell he wants. Like, <laughs> I don't like it when people, other people retire you. That guy should retire. You're allowed your opinion, of course. But the, my point being is that he has kind of retired three times now. And he's always decided to come back. You know, I didn't think he'd come back for a match with AJ Styles this year. But he has done. So, I'm happy for him to do whatever he wants. If he wants to... I don't think he's ever going to retire properly. I think I'll have a Hall of Fame induction and obviously take a major step back, which he's already kind of done. 
But I would say, what is he like? Early, I think he's mid fifties. I would say for the next five years, man, Undertaker at sixty years old. Maybe the next couple of years, I, I think you'd probably still see him getting involved in in some situation. But I get it; it's hard to walk away from that stuff. Think how cool it must be to be a WWE superstar or any kind of wrestler on that level. Imagine being part of AEW Revolution. It's like a drug, surely. Uh, Brandon Carvalho in the Super Chat says, predictions on Elimination Chamber. Well, I will get it up for you now, my man. And I will tell you. So, according to Wikipedia, I'm sure more will be here. The Elimination Chamber match, Natalia versus Liv Morgan versus Shayna versus Oscar versus Ruby versus Sarah Logan. I mean, if it's not Shayna Baszler, what are we doing? Let's just get on that path. It's what everybody wants to see. We want to see Shayna versus Becky Lynch, so we surely have to do that. In my heart of hearts, I hope that Shinsuke Cesaro and Sami Zayn and Braun Strowman does not end with Braun Strowman winning, but I think that makes me a fool. I think Braun Strowman is going to kill all of them, and it's going to upset me greatly. Uh, the Elimination Chamber for the SmackDown titles, surely the Miz and John Morrison have to win that, because why would you put the belts on them and take them off? Obviously, they're going against the New Day, the Usos, Heavy Machinery, Lucha House Party, and Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Street Profits versus Seth Rollins and Murphy. Again, why change the titles just to change them back? Street Profits. Alistair Black versus AJ Styles in an ODQ match. I have no idea. I mean, Undertaker probably gets involved. And Andrade versus Humberto Creo. I'd change the belts and I'd have Andrade and uh, Angel Garza go after the tag team championships. That is what I would do. Uh, X Azul in the super chat says, How was your weekend, Simon? Did you wrestle? That's a very nice message. Thank you. I did wrestle this weekend on Saturday for Pro Wrestling East, their very first show. Shout out to Ian and everybody there at Pro Wrestling East for putting on a damn good event. And yeah, I had a great time. I did wrestle. It was in a four way, was not successful this time. Got my ass pinned as well. Can you believe it? But the crowd was great. The setup was great. The uh, locker room was great. Yeah, two thumbs up all around. Had a really, really good time. And if you're in sort of the Bristol area this weekend, I got two matches for Southwest Wrestling. Um, yeah, I can't remember where exactly they are now, but Saturday and Sunday, Saturday evening show, Sunday afternoon show. So if you're in the West country of England, please do come and see me throw myself around in my shorts because why wouldn't you want to do that? And I think that's kind of it when it comes to Raw. I don't think there's anything else we need to talk about. I'm going to double check news and stuff in case I miss something, which I don't believe... I don't believe that I have. There were rumors earlier in the day that Bianca Belair and Matt Riddle were backstage at Raw. They probably were, but just because you're backstage at Raw doesn't mean you're going to be used. I think WWE is so focused on NXT at the moment uh, that you were, uh, you would just, you, you don't want to overexpose them, I suppose. And I guess Charlotte Flair is just going to be on NXT for a while, hence why she wasn't on Raw. But again, nothing massively uh, wrong with that. People are still hoping that Oscar's going to be fine for this Sunday. The wrist, the wrist injury is legitimate. So we'll see what goes down with that. I hope she's okay. But yeah, other than that, I don't think there's a, there's a, lot, there's a lot going on. Uh, hands jokes from man. The super chat says, uh, my trouble with Taker is that when I'm watching a match with him, I'm worried about Mark Calloway and not about Taker. That's no fun for me to watch. Yeah, that can absolutely happen. Uh, I certainly had that with Daniel Bryan when he first came back. Uh, and again, when I was watching Revolution and I saw Chris Statlander and Nyla Rose land on their heads, I was like, oh my gosh. And same with the Young Bucks and the um, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. But I think you kind of just have to leave that at the door. I totally understand it, but that's on him. And I think he probably hopefully knows how to protect himself. I mean, the Goldberg match kind of underlines what you're pointing out. Yeah, it's, it's difficult to kind of separate the performer from the, from the wrestler. But I mean, look, it does, the thing is, Undertaker could get injured in a match with AJ Styles, but as we've seen time and time again, you can be a 22-year-old 
you know, young, young up and comer and you can tear your hamstring just by, you know, leaping over the ring. Injuries are a crazy thing. Like I injured my shoulder off essentially a lariat and it didn't even make any sense. But, you know, stuff happens <laughs> in professional wrestling. You just have to roll with the punches the best you can. And my man 619Ys in the super chat says, is AJ the best opponent for Taker? Very good seller. I think so. I absolutely think so. I, I don't think that... Um, I'm, I'm surprised they're doing... I'm surprised they're doing that match. I never thought I'd see that, which is kind of why I find it so exciting. And even though AJ Styles, I thought the, the use of him at Super Showdown was a bit misguided. I still think he can lose to The Undertaker at WrestleMania and everyone will be okay because AJ Styles is just so good. And he's, he's not past his prime. He's probably in his prime. Obviously, he's a late 30s guy. Maybe he's in his early 40s now. I don't know. But you know, his tenure in the WWE isn't long. So he should be having these kind of showcase matches now. So yeah, I can't wait for it. I think I could steal the show in many ways, depending on what kind of Undertaker we get. But AJ Styles is uh, AJ Styles is brilliant. Simon, I missed it. How surprised were you when the Street Profits won the tag team titles? Oh, massively surprised. I called it wrong. I thought that they were put into that Super Showdown match just because WWE needed some opponents for Rollins and Murphy, and they were going to go back to doing weird backstage skits, but they didn't. So no, man, color me wrong. Proud to be wrong. Happy to be wrong. Because this is the kind of thing we should have done with the Street Profits. They're really good. They got great reaction last night. You know, let's push them to the moon. Let's prove to people these are a really good tag team. So yeah, all right with it. I just wonder they're going to lose them really quickly to the AOP, but uh, <laughs> uh, we will see what's saying. Uh, I have to say, I admire how you always keep it professional. Good way to show some other way to behave for younger generations. That's very kind. I don't even know what I did there, but thank you very much. I do try and keep it professional, and I try and keep it honest, and I try and keep things integral. I think these are all stuff that are important. Uh, by the way, do you have merch on sale somewhere? I do. Simon Miller, cheap plug, man. I appreciate it. SimonMiller.BigCartel.com. There should be a link in the description below. A bunch of shirts and 8x10s up there. And soon there's going to be some more brand new shirts and 8x10s up there. I just need to sort my funds out and pay for them. They are very expensive. And if you want an exclusive shirt, you can get it at PinsAndKnucklesMerch.com. But again, if you don't want to spend any money, all I ask you to do is hit the subscribe button right now. And please hit the like button too. Uh, what I'm trying to do is get these streams to have a shelf life after we've done them live and then YouTube won't kick my ass on my on-demand videos. Uh, but yeah, they're all the little things that I do have. Uh, and again, twitch.tv forward slash Simon316. Please do go sign up for that and we'll do the stream there on Thursday and eventually we'll migrate across, but don't worry about that right now. Somebody wants to know what time it is here. It's 20 to 2, which means in 20 minutes time, if you are watching this live, make sure you check out Raw Ups and Downs. I've gone out of my way to provide you with the definitive verdict of Eric Rowan's cage. Doesn't come from me, comes from someone far more important. And I put a lot of time and effort into it, as you shall see. So yeah, Raw, good show, but only because of the opening in the last segment. Like the bookendedness of it, fantastic. A lot of strange stuff in the, in, the, in the middle that I don't understand right now. I think that's the key. I don't understand it right now. Doesn't mean I'm not going to understand it in two to three weeks. Maybe WWE has a plan. Maybe the ricochet thing is an attempt at doing a Daniel Bryan. I don't know. I don't think that's the case. But right now I'm speculating and guessing and I don't want don't to throw myself in wholeheartedly until I know for sure. But I do know in terms of the uh, context of this episode, didn't understand Alistair Black didn't understand Ricochet especially because it felt like we'd invested a lot of time in both those guys up until this point so we'll see I, I mean what's Ricochet's role at Wrestlemania is he going to be in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal kind of seems crazy to me and, and Riddick Moss just seems to have come out of nowhere too again where did Mojo Rawley go so many questions and so little answers but again maybe, maybe they'll tell me next week like the Street Profits I got the Street Profits wrong Maybe I'm wrong with all of that too. Nothing wrong with being wrong. We make guesses. We have opinions. You just got to be big and strong enough to put your hands up when you are mistaken and go, hey, I made a mistake. My man Brand in the Super Chat says, if Drew wins at WrestleMania, who would you have him feud with first? Whew. 
See, Seth Rollins comes to mind, but that means he has to beat Kevin Owens at Mania, and I don't want that to happen. I think Kevin Owens should win. But I think that's why Seth would win. I think they do Seth versus Drew. I think they'd go straight into that program. You get confused about who is who, right? Just two dudes with beards and long hair. Because outside of that, what else can you do? Maybe you could do a rematch with Brock, get you through another month. Uh, I'm trying to think what heels they have ready to go. Again, Seth Rollins is there. Randy Orton, I guess, if he beats Edge. But I don't see that happening. Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre is an interesting program, though. AJ Styles, potentially, but he'll lose to The Undertaker. I don't know, man. It's a great question. I really don't know. I think all of those three people could be into it because obviously sometimes WWE doesn't think that way about who's just won or lost to go into a title picture. But I would say, yeah, I'd say Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, and whoever the hell the other guy said was Randy Orton. <laughs> One of those three would be uh, would be my guest. Uh, Brown down to Eric Rowan's giant toy spider. A lot of Brown Downs going away today. When I saw Rowan's reveal, my first thought was, oh gosh, what is Simon going to say about this? You'll see. You'll see. I... I Technically, I've said nothing about it on ups and downs, but that's all I'm going to say. I, I came up with a little idea. And my man T-Dog in the super chat, Simon, you're great. Love you, mate. Thank you, dude, and you. Can't wait to see you in Tampa. That's right, man, about a month ago before my What Culture death match with Sammy Callahan in Tampa. In uh, Where is it? I can't remember what it is now. I can't remember the place. But basically where WrestleCon is going down, Pro Wrestling Revolver, Pancakes and Pile Drivers 4. Or pancakes and pile drivers. Did I say it that way? Can't remember. Me versus Sammy Callahan in a what culture death match. Biggest match of my career. No question. No question. And I'm going to put myself out on the line like I've never done before. But yeah, you can check that in around about a month. If you're going to be to Tampa, make sure you come and say hello. Make sure you shake my hand. I'd love to see you all. Same with you, T-Dog. Look forward to giving you a... Well, we'll do fist pumps, right? Because coronavirus. <laughs> so we'll just, we'll just do that. Do you agree that Bray was at the peak of his career during the first Firefly Funhouse episode when there was no outside interference? I think Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, was doing really well to the Hell in the Cell debacle. And that kind of removed the... Uh, remove the the, the the sales a little bit. But I don't believe he's destroyed after this Goldberg stuff. I think we need to see where we are on April the 8th, whatever the day after WrestleMania is. I think we could be okay here, even though the execution has been a little bit rough and ready and clearly instinctual, I will say, and not much of a plan. But that ties into Eric Rowan's spider too. Not much of a plan compared to Randy Orton and, and Edge. Loads of plans and everybody loves it. Uh, where will your fight be in Tampa, Simon? It's at... Is it E by EB? Hang on. I'll find the poster on here. I just, I don't know America very well is my problem. <laughs> so it's, uh, when, I was, and when I was wrestling there, everyone everyone knew what it was, but I didn't. So it is Saturday, April 4th, the Ritz, Wybor City, Florida. That's where it is. Pancakes and Power Drivers 4. Go to prowrestlingrevolver.com. All the information is there. And yeah, you can come see me. Uh, you can come see me do a fight. Uh, where am I going? What do you reckon about both steel cages matches tomorrow in NXT? I think they're doing it to get ratings, but hey, that's what the, that's what the game is all about. You're in a battle with AEW. They're coming off a really hot pay-per-view. I'm going to sneeze, I think. Uh, excuse me if I do. <coughs> excuse me. Awful thing to do on a stream and on a podcast. I apologize if I forget to edit that out. Uh, yeah, coming off a really hot pay-per-view. So I think WWE knows that and they need to counterbalance it as much as they can. So I think they're both great. I think they'll be awesome matches too. I think they'll feel like takeover matches. Although I'm secretly hoping that Matt Hardy debuts tomorrow as the leader of the Dark Order. He is free to do it. I think he'd maybe wait a little bit longer. But I want it. So many people have turned on this idea now. Not me. I want it. I want it. And my man T-Dog in the Super Chat says, will there be a meet and greet at the event? Absolutely. If you're coming to the Pancakes and Piles Driver 4 event, I promise you, 
if you want to come and meet me for whatever reason, humbles me when I even think about things like that, I promise that I will shake your hand and say thank you very much for all the support. It's pronounced Ebor. Okay, what did I call it? Ybor. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been there. I don't know how it's pronounced. Ebor does make uh, Ebor does make more sense. Um, don't overdo the blading like MJF at Revolution. <laughs> look, look, if you want to find out what's going to happen, there's two ways to do it. You can come live at the Ritz in Ebor, Florida, or it, there will be highlights up on what culture wrestling at some point. Me versus Sammy Callahan, the former Impact champion. This just goes to show, man, life can be really weird. Put the, put the effort in, put the time in, put the work in, and sometimes you'll be throw a bone. It doesn't always happen. You know, hard work doesn't necessarily equal rewards, but I think most of the time you will get a little something-something. And this is my little something-something, so... Yeah, we'll check it out. Uh, you should go to AEW. I'm sure they would hire you. I don't think it works like that, but I appreciate the sentiment all the same. And Sil Doze in the Super Chat says, did you put Rowan's reveal in the Stuff Just Happened cabinet along with Riddick Moss beating Ricochet clean? Dude, that's not Stuff Just Happens material. That's what the flub material. Now, Stuff Just Happens is like bigger. Because the thing is like, the spider reveal with Eric Rowan still makes sense. He still had something to reveal. If he had just had a cage on this episode of Raw, went, oh, it's a spider in it. He'd be like, what? And Ricochet losing clean is just a burial. Um, but don't worry. I, 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 it's all covered. All covered. Ups and downs. What Culture Wrestling? 2 p.m. GMT if you're watching this live. If not, go watch go watch it on demand. It'll be on What Culture Wrestling forever and ever and ever. Uh, AJ Park in the Super Chat says, Simon, is it just me or is Montez Ford's Frog Splash a thing of beauty? Stay, stay healthy and safe. Wish you success in your wrestling career wherever it takes you. Thanks, AJ. I appreciate that. Who knows where it's going to go? Yes, I think Montez Ford's Frog Splash is one of the best I've ever seen. The height he gets on it is incredible. That guy's an athlete. I'm not sure I get the hype. Some people really like him. I'm not there yet, but I'm certainly buying into it. But in terms of his in-ring acumen and his, again, his athleticism, his agility, it's even, even when he just jumps over the ropes, the crossbody he did off the top rope, he gets so high. It takes a lot, man. It takes a lot of confidence and guts, if nothing else. So yeah, uh, I like the Street Profits. I do. I just didn't like the backstage segments they were doing because I don't think that it served them well from a, if you didn't know who the hell they were point of view. Just two guys like, hanging out backstage playing Nintendo. It was very strange. But they're tag team champions now. I think with a bigger build, it would have been better. It was kind of a bit crazy to say, oh, it's your last chance at the belts. Like, what? Well, we only had one. But it got them the titles. And I think right now that was more important than the, to their characters than maybe going in a different direction. But we could build things more. We've, we've talked about that a lot. Uh, do you think Taker will pass the torch to Black as the next Phenom? I know everyone wants Bray, but Black seems so talented and can carry the Taker character like Taker. Also greetings from Jacksonville. No, I don't think you're going to get AJ Styles. Um, I, just, I don't think you're going to get Undertaker versus Alistair Black. There may be a little bit of interaction with him at uh, El Elimination Chamber if Undertaker does interfere, but I don't think Alistair Black is going to have any proper sort of position or place in that match i really don't i don't think it's going to be three-way i think it's going to be a standard one-on-one -on -one affair so no i don't see it happening i think alistair black has the potential to be awesome but it seems like maybe we turned a corner on him last night again he hadn't lost on raw till then and there's so many he's, he's protected to say the least but it was still a very strange way to do it especially the luke gallows match with him just getting beaten up I've, uh, i didn't get it um has anyone addressed miller's see-through shirt yeah we mentioned it earlier i don't know what's happened it's a white shirt, and yet for some reason, the camera's decided it's green. <laughs> Maybe I need a new shirt, right? <laughs> it's probably true. Uh, Simon, uh, wishes from Germany. Toughest and coolest Simon in wrestling business. All the best for beating the SOB Sammy Callahan. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. Like Sammy Callahan, obviously, is a bit of a crazy dude if you've seen any of his matches. And it's what called the death match. So that's tables, chairs, what, barbed wire, thumbtacks, fire. It's death match. There's no rules. I've never done that before. He has. 
We'll see. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, someone says, why don't you do ups and downs for Dark anymore? Because nobody was watching them. That's always the answer. If something disappears, it doesn't have the audience. And as a business, you've got to be aware of that and realize, well, if it's not getting the eyes on it, we have to dedicate our time elsewhere, which is a shame. I enjoyed AEW Dark. But hopefully ups and downs uh, for that show will come back when whatever happens to the second AEW TV show comes around. Uh, so we will see. Uh, right, if you are watching right now, please hit the subscribe button and the like button. I would appreciate it. Plus, it helps YouTube algorithm stuff. And quite a lot of people are watching right now. So I thought I may as well pimp that out there. I'd appreciate it massively. And other than that, I think that's pretty much it. If you've got any last Super Chats or questions, throw them in the chat now. Again, Thursday show, 1 p.m. GMT will be on Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash SimonMiller316. Please do go sign up to me there. Raw worked for me this week, but only because of two segments. So technically, you should argue that it doesn't work. But I love the Randy Orton stuff so much, hence why I titled the video after this. I think, uh, I think Beth Phoenix played her part. I think Randy Orton played his part. Again, I'm repeating myself, but that's the second time now in a month where WWE has kind of used old school tactics to really get a reaction out of me, and they absolutely have. I thought it was brilliant. I was really, really, really taken aback by it, and it, just, it was just awesome. It was just awesome. Proper WrestleMania stuff got me excited. Again, to the point, if you want to put that on as the main event, which you won't, I'd have no problem with it. That's how much I enjoyed it. Uh, Jason J in the Super Chat says, Greetings, been a while, but hope you're well. I know I probably missed it already, but Eric Rowan, what the... What? Good day, brother. Yeah, we talked about it. Dude, I don't, I don't have an answer for you. I don't understand it. Uh, I don't think WWE had a plan, and I think they just sat down. This is what they could come up with, and they'll probably just bury it under... There's two things. One, it's a joke, and they're going to have a proper reveal soon, but that's worrying. You don't want to trick your audience too much. Or two, they'll just bury it under a rug now. And I suppose if the plan was to bury it under the rug, at least we got an answer. It's better than just dropping it entirely, which has happened before, like the Mojo, Mojo Rawley 72 times. So that's the silver lining. At least we got something, right? At least we got something, but... Pff. As Alexander Falkenstein says in the Super Chat, something happened because stuff just happens as it always does. Again, please smash the subscribe button before we leave. Uh, hit the like button too. Simon316 on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to come give me a follow, I try and be entertaining on there. It doesn't mean I am, but I try. And all of this is supported by patreon.com forward slash Simon316. Again, thank you to everybody that joined up this week. You have no idea how much it helps me, my wrestling career. I can't do any of this without Patreon. So thank you so much to those guys. And uh, shout out to Pins and Knuckles and PinsandKnucklesMerch.com for sponsoring the podcast as always, or supporting the podcast, I should say. My man, Sean Gearhorn, gets in the super chat and says, when Ford and Bianca have a kid... <laughs> He's just very excited about the thought of Bianca Belair and Montez Ford having a kid. It will be damn athletic if those genes carry on. Yes. I mean, my word. Bianca Belair as well. Is, 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 well, she used to be an athlete herself, of course, professionally. Those two can probably jump higher that, together, cumulatively, than anybody else on the planet. It is absolutely absurd. Uh, right, that's it. Eight minutes time. If you're watching it live, make sure you head over to What Culture. Subscribe to them as well. Ups and Downs for Raw. If you're listening to them on the podcast and watch Ups and Downs, what are you doing? Go back now and listen to it and watch it. I promise you. Have some fun. Maybe. You never know. Outside of that, that's it. There's nothing else to say. Enjoy resting. Enjoy your life. Uh, I'm pumped to see what happens on AEW this week. My gosh. So make sure you come and find my, uh, my opinions, like I say, on Twitch on Thursday. And outside of that, be nice to each other. Be nice to yourself. Be nice to your friends. Be nice to your family. And I'll catch you on the other side.